Welcome to a special episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about a handful of things that are on my mind as of late. Firstly, I kind of need to talk about some of the things to clear the air about some of the things that I'm feeling a little self-conscious about as well as a mental health update. But then we're going to go and we're going to talk about how we can in our society become more forgiving of each other when people aren't always so perfect. I rely very much on energy is intention on this show, which means that I'm not always going to say things in a perfect way. I'm not always going to uh, say things exactly how I mean it. And I expect and I hope that my audience is kind enough and mature enough to understand that my intention is always good to heal, to be a lover and carer and healer in this society. Rebecca and I are good folks, we're kind folks, we're humble folks, and we're just trying to build a community of like-minded people, an empath tribe, if you will, and we want to create better outcomes in our society. We want to tackle things in a way that's both playful and silly, but also very dark and deep and serious as well, and that is a very hard thing to balance. Rebecca and I care so much about our audience, and we're trying to create an empath tribe And we are trying to be a combination of real meets classy meets silly meets serious. And that is hard to do. And uh, so as a result, sometimes our newer audience members may not really understand what this is all about. They may not really get an understanding of who we are. And occasionally I get a little fun-loving and irreverent, and uh, that may come off the wrong way for people who don't yet know what this is all about. So I just wanted to clear the air today, and I want to thank you guys for your friendship and support. And if you ever want to get closer to us or know more about us, come on over to my Linktree. That's Linktree forward slash Chef And let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of more of a uh, kind of a bonus special episode. I wanted to uh, just sort of share my thoughts about a few things with you guys, Uh, frankly, because uh, it's the middle of winter. We're in Oregon and uh, my mental health is not the best right now. I didn't sleep great. Uh, because I do have fibromyalgia and I do have uh, chronic pain. And sometimes uh, in the middle of winter, uh, my circadian rhythms get kind of messed up and I have trouble staying asleep. And uh, this leads down a pathway of physical and mental, uh, you know, disrepair. You know, you feel just off, you know, and I wanted to share Uh, some of my views and some of my thoughts with you today, because I really want you guys to get the right context and understanding of who we are and what we're trying to do for you guys and, frankly, for ourselves. Rebecca and I try very hard to put on a show for you guys that is uh, thoughtful, that is sensitive and kind and uh, high-minded and classy and uh, very forward-thinking. You know, we're trying to uh, broach serious topics 
uh, about society and some of the regressive things out in society in a way that's sort of fun and playful and, uh, you know, has that uh, conversational everyman quality that uh, it can be fun to listen to and entertain you in a way where we can talk about serious item, uh, serious topics, but in a way that hopefully isn't bumming you guys out. But um, every once in a while, things come out of my mouth that I'm not always uh, so sure I should have said, you know. You know, at the end of the day, um, yeah, when I get into an irreverent mood, I'll, I'll drop an F-bomb or I'll drop an MF, you know, and that is really just my way of trying to let you guys know that we have to protect and guard ourselves from psychic attack from other people out there. At the end of the day, there are people in this world who will try to destroy you, who will, uh, don't, they don't understand normalcy. They don't understand, uh, kindness always. And a lot of times there's people out there in the social media world who frankly will say and do anything and uh, uh, try to upset you and disturb you in ways that aren't always so nice. The other day, you know, and here, all this on the heels of just having a fibromyalgia attack, I'm all flared up, I'm having chronic pain and sleep disturbance and all that, and I'm doing okay. It's not the worst I've ever felt, but it's certainly not the best. It's the middle of winter, it's Oregon, it's gray, it's rainy. And, uh, you know, here I am trying to put on a good show for you guys and uh, stay productive, stay uh, physically and uh, mentally fit. Uh, and uh, sometimes, uh, despite our best efforts, we just kind of unravel during the winter, you know? Uh, the other day, I had this, and I could tell it was a spam account. You go on there and you see that they only have 11 followers and three or four or five pictures. And you can tell that they've been on uh, Instagram all of seven and a half minutes. So, so, you know, I take this with a grain of salt, but when you're already having sort of problems, uh, uh, with being a public figure and problems with the way people, uh, interact with you out there, uh, as a public figure, um, it can get exceedingly hard to keep your uh, cool, you know, and keep your focus and keep keep yourself strong and going without letting these silly things, you know, unnerve you and unravel you. Anyways, it was this uh, gal, I can't remember her name, but it, she called herself goddess something or other. And uh, she, she comes on there and I think she was trying to offer psychic reading services or something. But instead of asking me, hey, would you like a psychic reading or something like that? She says to me, hey, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm getting uh, this a sense that you're very toxic. And, uh, you know, it really upset me. It really offended me because Rebecca and I go out of our way to... Uh, you know, uh, not only be good, kind, conscientious, high-minded, and classy people, but we are also, uh, we go out of our way, frankly, to be good to folks and to put ourselves out there every day uh, to be uh, sort of advocates of good mental health and kindness and fair treatment. And uh, it just sort of made me feel kind of weird, you know? And I spoke to Rebecca about it, and she's like, oh, you know... <laughs> 
that's probably just fake. And I said, well, it was a, probably a, a, a spoof account. And she's like, well, see what I mean? Don't worry about it. I, and I let it get under my skin because I was already feeling vulnerable. I was already feeling weakened because of my current, you know, mental health state, you know, and I just let it get to me. And I was like, who says that? You know, who goes up to a guy and says, you're toxic? Uh, like, you know, I know that I can be irreverent and I know that I can show a little attitude sometimes, but I do that, you guys, to let you guys know that there is no such thing as a perfect person. I allow you guys to see the machinations of my heart and who I am and what I care about because, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think we are all fighting and struggling to keep it together. We're all fighting to keep our mental health sound. We're all fighting uh, to stay classy and high-minded when people don't come correct. And when you're a public figure, it gets exceedingly easy uh, to, to for people to just kind of uh, forget the rules and forget the rules of decorum and just say anything and do anything. And uh, they, they really have no cooth, you know. But I love talking to my audience. I love talking to people who share my, you know, kind and funny sensibilities, you know. So, so I don't mind you guys coming over to Instagram or Twitter and saying hello. That's fine. But when people come out the gate uh, accusing you of being something that you aren't, it's, it, it gets upsetting. It gets absurd. And then that makes you start feeling self-conscious. You start feeling self-conscious because... Uh, you know, I know sometimes on the show I'm not perfect. You know, I try very hard to to be kind and to be, uh, you know, just a good person and let my energy speak for itself. Energy is intention. That means that, yes, I don't always say everything perfect. Yes, I screw up sometimes. And yes, occasionally I will say uh, an F-bomb or say MF or uh, even, uh, you know, say something harsh uh, to make a point. It's usually in jest. It's usually out of irreverence. But, uh, you know, we're, we're living in a harsh, harsh world, you guys. And I'm trying to show you guys that it takes, you know, strength and power and determination and empowerment and, and belief in yourself uh, to, to stand up for yourself and to uh, make sure that other people aren't uh, uh, psychically destroying you, psychic vampires, energy vampires, people out there who don't seem to care about your feelings. Uh, they will say things and do things that will, uh, if you let it, uh, unravel you. And so finally, you know, Rebecca and I were discussing and I'm, she's like, you don't usually let these things bother you. What's the matter? You know, I'm like, well, you know, I was already feeling a little self-conscious about a few things. You know, uh, the other day I got a, email from YouTube that, you know, said that I had a strike against me and I could fight it. So I did. And thankfully I won, you know, I said nothing wrong and they agreed, you know, I was able to defend myself and uh, it came from, you know, saying certain words that are trigger words on uh, Instagram or, or excuse me, on the YouTube space that, uh, you know, uh, AI, they have a lot of AI that does a lot of automated searching for uh, content that is uh, trying to fight against misinformation. And so, you know, I I, uh, I, I don't blame them. I really do want uh, this podcast to represent 
best practices and good values and uh, goodness and kindness. But yeah, I've got this irreverent heart, this irreverent spirit. And I, I get jazzed and I get all energized. And I say things sometimes where I'm like, well, that's okay, you know, freedom of speech, but uh, on the U- on the YouTube space, it might be problematic. So I've decided that if I'm going to improve as an orator, as a speaker, that I'm going to have to watch sometimes the little things that I say, jokingly, of course, but uh, I, I got to thinking about, I got to thinking about how you guys might think about those things when you hear me talking about kindness and goodness and decency and values, etc., and then you hear me say certain things that are maybe perhaps contrary to that. Uh, usually I'm saying it in a joking way or in a, in a way that's trying to, uh, you know, it's for effect, you know, but at the end of the day, I can't help feeling bad about it. I even went over some of my uh, newer episodes and uh, just kind of scanned it uh, on double speed uh, just to see if I had perhaps said something that uh, I'm not quite comfortable with because I really do want to make sure that as a YouTuber and content creator, I'm not offending anyone. But we do live in the new era where people people are exceedingly easy to offend. And so at the same time, there's this part of me that's like, well, if you can't handle it, go somewhere else, you know, but there's another part of me that wants to to always be kind and always be decent and try to make as many friends and as few enemies as possible. But I've got this irreverent spirit, you guys. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Anthony Bourdain in the sense that he didn't like being a, a public figure. He didn't like being famous. And, um, I can't say I'm quite at his level yet, but 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 he's a worldly chef type dude with a sense of humor uh, and a sense of irreverence, and uh, I, I relate to that, and that's why he's kind of sort of my hero of sorts. But then so is Chris Cornell because he's such a gentle heart, um, and so these are the people that uh, you know I idolize and uh, I miss because they both took their life. And then there's this weird part of me that because I go through my own mental health problems, I'm like, good grief, you know, they had money and fame and everybody loved them. What caused them to, you know, do that when, uh, yeah, I don't have half of what they have. And yet, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, what's going to salvage me? What's going to save me? You know, you start to get all these thoughts about it. And um, at the end of the day, what you have to do is is uh, put those thoughts aside because, frankly, all it does is cause anxiety, you know. So I guess what I'm saying, if I'm saying anything at all, is I'm saying that uh, I love you guys and I thank you uh, for letting me be myself. I know that I'm a crusty old dude (laughs) and uh, I tend to uh, wax a little long sometimes and I talk too much and occasionally I say things that uh, I I don't really mean. It's, It's said for effect it's said for uh, as a joke it's said uh you know i know it comes across mean-spirited in the moment sometimes uh but that is because we live in a world you guys that will eat us alive and we have to remain vigilant and strong and empowered despite the fact that there we might be accumulating some haters and so the little inner child the the six-year-old the 11-year-old inside of me is scared shitless of, of of pissing people off, of upsetting people, because I want to be friends with everybody. I want the whole world to get along. I want everyone to be good to each other. But unfortunately, that's just not the world we live in. And so 
what happens is uh, I, I tend to get irreverent in the in the moment, and and it's kind of a, a therapeutic tool. Uh, it's a way for catharsis to happen. I get a cathartic release from that, and uh, and then sometimes later when it uploads to YouTube, I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> we're gonna have to edit that part out, <laughs> you know. Um, but I don't want to make a habit out of using foul language or make a habit out of saying unkind things because it's not what's in my heart. Being a public figure and content creator is both freeing and uh, stifling at the same time. On the one hand, you work from home and it's kind of cool in that regard. You know, I, I, I work here, I rest here, I sleep here, I eat here. And uh, sometimes it's hard to separate your work life from your home life, frankly, because they're the same place, you know. And so when I'm not feeling good, I have to learn to self-care when I can. I think of some of the other content creators out there who are much bigger than me, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still new at it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. But um, I think of Bailey Sarian, for example. If you don't know her, she's a famous YouTuber. She's even gotten so big that she does podcasts and, and YouTube and uh, stuff on Netflix. And she's grown so big and she's this beautiful girl. Uh, all tatted up, and she does this murder makeup, uh, uh, murder mystery makeup Mondays, uh, where she, you know, basically does a makeup tutorial while telling a, a true crime story. But my point is, is that she's this really nice, funny, kitschy gal. She's got this dry sense of humor. She's really charming as hell, and um, and and she, when I watch her, she she gives me confidence and license to be myself to say effed up stuff once in a while because it's funny or because it's a it's just your dry sardonic sense of humor you know but then i'll notice that she'll she'll go away for a month or two you know it's like where'd she go and then all of a sudden she'll be back and so i think fame uh, for her has really taken its toll on her in terms of her privacy and mental health there seems to be some content creators who can just go, go, go without relent, and they're very open about themselves, like Bo the Fifth Column. Gosh, he can, he'll even record it like, I'll, I'll see like, oh, he recorded two minutes ago, and he uploaded two minutes ago, and it's a, it's a video that he did on a Sunday night, and, uh, you know, I'm on the West Coast, he's on the East Coast, he must have recorded that at midnight, you know, and so he, he just has this very off-the-cuff style that works very good for him. And he just has this way about him, a confidence that's built in that he never wavers and he never seems to ever get a, like hurt when people... I mean, he even says it on the air. He talks about people making fun of him, making fun of his looks, or making fun of his wife, or making calling him a beta male and all these things. And uh, it's awful, the things that people will say. And, and the reason for that extra amount of hate i think for him is because he's um he he's he looks kind of like you know a, a redneck he admits that you know the red beard um and he wears a, a hat you know and then he uh you know is always trying to uh, trying to prove uh, best practice uh, progressivism to trump supporters uh, frankly so there's a lot of people on the right who aren't so kind aren't so nice who just give him an extra helping of shit, you know. Um, 
And and I don't want to invite that kind of scrutiny into my own life because, frankly, I, I'm I'm more sensitive than that. You know, I I I, I am a tough cookie. I, I've been there. I've done that. I've been in the military. I've learned uh, that 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 human beings are just biological animals, and what they say is none of your business. What they think about us really is not our business. And so we we sometimes have to realize that. Uh, that there's just some people out there that just don't have the right coping mechanisms. They're not good people always. And there's going to be people out there that just, you know, try to mess with us, try to screw us over, try to destroy us, try to uh, make us feel bad and hurt our feelings. And so we have to have a thick enough skin to to cope with that and to feel good about ourselves and never let that get under our skin. But since we're human... And we all suffer from certain, you know, degrees of mental health uh, issues and, you know, little, uh, we get tired, we get flustered, we get frustrated. And so, uh, you know, if, if you, uh, if something happens at the wrong time, you, it might really throw you for a loop. And that's what happened to me on Instagram is usually when I get these weird, kind of hateful messages. I just delete them and block them, but um, it got to me this time. And then it started getting me thinking about some of the things I say on the show and how perhaps I'm being uh, misconstrued by people who don't know me as well as my long-term listeners. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I want to get along with everyone. I I am not a hateful person. Um, I'm irreverent, and that irreverence sometimes comes out in a uh, kind of a uh, fuck you attitude, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, I like people and I want people to have good mental health. And uh, I, we put on a show that's trying to be deep, but also light. And that is a very, very hard thing to balance. And then today I woke up to discover that one of my patrons uh, disappeared on me. I only had three and now I only have one. And, you know, I, I, we've been doing this almost two years and, and I thought that I was going to get more growth by now. And, uh, and that's the thing that I've had to learn. The growth, part of the growth process in broadcasting on podcasts is you have to realize that podcasting is not YouTube. If you want big numbers, you got to go to YouTube. You know, uh, there's just a lot of people who just have an aversion to podcasts. I don't know why. Uh, I think they're kind of fun. Um, in fact, not, we're not only a podcast, but we're also now a YouTube show and uh, we're also on Audible as a audio narration. So I like to think of myself as just a voice artist, a voice content creator, you know, and once we get on video and start doing the YouTube thing with the uh, movie reviews and paranormal roulette, paranormal television reviews, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But frankly, because of the way I'm feeling, I'm I'm a little anxious to show myself because I feel like when you do that, you open yourself up to scrutiny and judgment and ridicule. And uh, frankly, I just don't always take it so well. All that being said, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. You know, if you want to grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And that's uh, just something that I've learned ever since the military is that I've been a tough cookie. I've done tough things in the past, but I'm at an age now. You know, Rebecca and I are pushing 50. Rebecca just turned 50. I'm 48. I'm going to be 49 here in April. And while we're a youthful 48 and 50, um, you know, 
uh, we're at the age now where we don't want to fight anymore. We don't want to deal all the time with hassles, with people, with scrutiny, with constantly having to defend yourself and defend your position from people who, frankly, have no respect for others. And so I say all this just to let you guys know what's going on in my heart and soul, you know. Uh, I, I care about my audience deeply, and I want you guys to understand that when I say irreverent things and get a little snarky, uh, it is not to be cocky or 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 to be a, a dick or something. It is uh, simply for a fact that we have to be strong in this world, you guys, because uh, it's not going to keep getting kinder. It's going to get worse before it gets better. We have to f- choose our circles wisely and make sure we're filling our life with the right kinds of people, with the right kinds of attitudes. And we must, must learn to block and filter that which is not good for our soul, you know? And so I went on to Patre- Patreon and uh, I spoke with the gal who was a former patron. And I just said, you know, thank you so, so very much for helping us out during the last months. Uh, uh, it means so much to us. And it does. And we use that money not for our own personal stuff. We use that money for things like backdrops, equipment, maintenance, etc. So that's where all the money from Patreon goes to. It goes to operational costs. But if I'm being frank, you know, uh, we don't make a ton of money right now. And so that's why we rely on tips. And that's why I always try to encourage you guys to come on over to our link tree and pitch in a buck or two if you can. I know times are tough. Times are tight. And I I don't take it personally that my patron left. I, I have a feeling it wasn't uh, anything we said or did, but probably just because times are tough and she's probably reevaluating her finances. But then there's that little part of you, that little whispers in your ear. I hope I didn't say anything wrong to upset them. I hope I didn't do anything to offend them. You know, at the end of the day, when you're a public figure, uh, you can easily offend people, especially when you have a mouth like mine. <laughs> That's why I talk about being a runner of the legs and mouth because I'm a runner. But I, I know I have a tendency to go on and on and I have to watch uh, how I say things because I want to become a better orator and a better speaker. And I want to crystallize my thoughts in a way that are more succinct. And because of the way I'm feeling these days, you know, I look at the numbers. They're not going down. They're uh, they're nice and steady. So that's good. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, you get to the point where you just wonder why isn't the growth as big as it should be? You know, is it me? Do I not? Am I not cool enough? You know, <laughs> you know, I, I can't be Bailey Sarian. You know, Bailey Sarian is one of a kind. You know, I'd like to think that I have that it factor, too. Uh, but uh, but it takes time because, uh, frankly, I'm not as beautiful as Bailey Sarian. <laughs> I'm OK looking, but I'm not Bailey Sarian good looking. You know what I mean? She's just one cool chick. She's one cool chick, you know. And uh, and that and that brings me to another thing. You know, I am a male. I know this. I, I you know, the first episode, uh, we talked about the way I feel sometimes as a male in this culture and society. Uh, we're going to be doing an episode next week about uh, uh, alpha males, the myth behind being an alpha male, and. We're going to talk about toxic masculinity, and we're going to talk about some of the the ways in which you know certain uh, news sources uh, talk about the word 
grooming. You know, now they, they usually use the word grooming to mean grooming people to be liberal or grooming people to be gay or grooming people to be trans. But the one thing that they often forget is that kids are also being groomed to be gun nuts and doing things that are, that turn children into a little Kyle Rittenhouses where they go off and they think they have a right to police the world without a certificate or a degree, <laughs> you know, and that's illegal. And so I say that to set up the fact that um, I am a happily married man. I love Rebecca with all my heart and soul. Uh, but, you know, you know, it's like the old saying, I'm married, not dead. <laughs> we still have thoughts and feelings. And uh, Rebecca and I just were very open-minded in the sense that we're not so open-minded that we would swing or do anything weird like or creepy like that. No, <laughs> we're not quite that wild. Um, but we're open-minded enough to talk about, oh, that's a good-looking girl, or oh, that's a good-looking guy. You know, we're, we're very open about that because we're, we're very, you know, comfortable and confident in in our relationship. But, you know, on that first episode of season five, I was talking about feeling this sense that males in our culture are just not valued anymore. And that probably has a lot to do with the pushback of toxic masculinity and guys just going too fucking far. There's guys out there like these, this Andrew Tate, you know, these, these influencers out there who like to uh, use negative language to try to get what they want to look or appeal or cool and then they and then you got all these dumb bastards following them and emulating them and it's just creating a culture of weirdness you know and then you know like Bo of the fifth column talked the other day about this guy who said you know i followed some of these right-wing influencers thinking that I was an alpha male and then i started to realize that i was creeping women out that i was uh, being too uh, harsh and that I was negging women and not respecting their rights, not respecting who they are. And so at the end of the day, uh, basically, he's saying that I'm trying to make reparations. I'm trying to turn into a better person because I want to get married and have kids someday. And I want to be a good family man. And uh, I'm returning to my values. And I was like, yeah, good for you, dude. You know, you admit it. You admitted you're wrong and you're trying to change. And I, that's all you can do anymore. It, you got to let, let people off the hook who are trying. I mean, geez. At the end of the day, there's been people who have made terrible mistakes in this world, uh, but that's where we learn, that's where we grow, and that's where we get better. So that's why uh, I, I say all this to to get you guys to understand that I am pro-woman all the way, baby. I adore women. I adore women. And being a male is a weird thing because you've got this part of you that is married and mature and respects women and adores them. And I've always had relationships with women. I've always been the kind of guy that just was very open and uh, myself. And I just had female friends my whole life. But then I've also had a lifetime of, you know, military service and doing tough things, working out and exercising and, uh, you know, growing a beard out and things like that. And so what happens is I think a lot of uh, uh, females get the wrong idea. They look at you and they assume, based on your appearance, that you might be one of those guys, those guys over there, the toxic males, the, the alpha males who are acting like jerks, you know. 
sometimes the problem with being a content creator is that uh, you're always building a new audience who hasn't really, they don't know you yet. They don't know your sensibilities. They don't know what a progressive and kind and uh, classy person you are. And so they might, the first episode they might hear is you saying something off color that uh, forms their opinion about you uh, because they don't have a larger picture to understand who you are and what you care about. And so I just feel the need to let my audience know that Rebecca and I are uh, absolutely trying to be uh, intelligent and classy and good for you. Uh, and and that we love uh, sticking up for both males and females in this culture because we think right now we're living in a society that isn't taking proper care of each other. Most people are just thrown out there into capitalism and expected to fend for themselves. And oftentimes they are not given the tools to, to, to succeed or the tools to feel good about themselves. You know, uh, the one thing I will say about women uh, that I love is that besides all the obvious reasons that are kind and they're nurturing and they're good souls, etc., I've always loved women for that reason. They're just so mature and have great loving and funny sensibilities. I just, I love women. They're great. But I love all people who have, who come correct and who are kind, you know, men included. But, uh, I, uh, the, the thing that I love about women is that they, they do something that men often don't. And that is they compliment each other. They compliment each other all the time and they're not adversarial. Well, it depends on the age and the, circles but a lot of times they're not adversarial they're 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 each other's helpers they're each other's you know sisters and i think that's very important you know uh i think women have it just as rough as men just in different ways uh but but men in our culture you know i think there's a mental health crisis going on uh, for men in this culture uh, uh because they're not given uh, enough accolades they're not given enough validation they're not given enough uh you know opportunity to be themselves they're all they always have feel like they have to be perfect they always feel like they have to work a, a very well-paying job they always have to perform perfectly in the sack and etc you know it's not easy being a dude anymore but then again it's not easy being a person anymore so uh, i'm just coming from my own point of view. So when I talk about being a male in our culture, I, what I'm getting at is that men in our culture seem to be uh, the most problematic when it comes to mental health, poor outcomes, and uh, them taking their poor outcomes of mental health out on society. And that could be something as, as, as small as just uh, being a, a brute or, or being toxic or being uh, unkind to women, or it could be as much as being uh, these, these uh, you know, rampage. Uh, well, I don't want to say the word, but you know what I'm saying. I, you, you, there are people in this world that are being neglected, and I think it happens for men and women, but... Uh, my point simply is, is that I think that men deserve to help one another and to lift each other up just like women often tend to do, or at least that's what I've learned from Rebecca. 
is that they're always like, oh, you look so cute in that sweater. Oh, I love your hair. She gets compliments every week, you guys. And I'm so glad for that because she is adorable. And uh, I think she's cute too. And uh, I I think it helps her self-esteem. It helps her feel a sense of empowerment in who she is because she's a quirky, nerdy, emo, goth chick. And she, you know, she gets validation by people saying, yes, your hair looks great. I love the color. I love the cut. Yes, your sweater is cool. Uh, All those things have a net effect of positivity for women's self-esteem. And that's very important. And I just wonder sometimes whether or not men are getting enough of that in our culture. You know, when you hold people up to a harsh standard, uh, uh, it, 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 it makes people feel weird. It makes people try too hard. It makes people overcompensate. And I'm not trying to lay cover for toxic males. No, sir. I just mean to say that perhaps there is a causation for that uh, that uh, we could fix in our society in the way we treat one another, you know? But as you get older, I mean, you know, we're, like I said, we're a little bit uh, uh, getting up there in the years and we've got a lot of life experience. I've been out there working in, in many very tough industries for a long, long time. And so is Rebecca. Rebecca was a medical assistant uh, for 20 plus years. And I worked as an EMT and a chef and a soldier, etc. And so we're both tough cats who are now at a point in our lives where we don't want to have to be strong all the time. We don't want to have to always be tough and have to put on a brave face uh, to uh, to face our haters. You know, uh, we, we're at a point where we, we really don't like people coming at us with hate. <laughs> I mean, who does? Who does? Who wants to be hated on? You know, at the end of the day, I think what it is, it's that kick the dog syndrome. I've talked about it on previous episodes where people are just getting so discouraged in their life and in their jobs and in the way they're handled that oftentimes we just neglect one another. We mistreat one another and we're all angry. We're all frustrated. We're all broken. And as a result, we're all sort of losing our ability to lift each other up. And I think it's so darn important to do that in our culture. Uh, you know, it takes the village to raise the child. It takes a, a team effort to lift each other up. Uh, I really do believe in the Amish way where we go from place to place and house to house and we help raise the barn every time until everybody has a barn. That is the way it ought to be. And a lot of people in capitalism would call that socialist. Well, call it what you want. I mean, I'm not saying we all have to be weird and goofy and creepy. I'm I'm saying that there is a way where we could take capitalism and make it more kind, make it more generous, make it work for average people who are struggling out there. They need validation and they need opportunities. And without them, they lose hope, they lose direction, and then they start to deteriorate in their mental health. And I think, frankly, if I'm being quite honest, that's what's happening to me. As growth uh, sort of stagnates, it starts making me question myself and second-guess myself and 
sometimes act in ways where you you lash out and you don't realize you're doing it, but you're lashing out because you feel like people don't care about you, that people don't love you, that people don't get you. And so the more uh, irreverent I become, the more perhaps newer audience members are feeling like, oh, I don't know if I like this guy. Well, I am here to tell you that uh, Rebecca and I have nothing but kind <laughs> intent for uh, our audience and for the world. We want to create a world that is loving and caring and nurturing and where we can teach each other. And uh, through that, we, we become a more evolved and kind society. But hopefully in a way that's not overly, you know, wimpy. We can still razz each other. We can still goof, you know. At the end of the day, I don't want to lose that sense of inner toughness because the point is, is that if we all acted like these uh, sensitive, nurturing spiritualists, uh, empaths are that. Empaths are very sensitive people. Um, but if we acted like that all the time, I think we would lose our ability to uh, to to be tough, to know how to take a joke, to to learn. Uh, to have a thicker skin when it comes to people out there. We have to learn how to coexist in such a way where we are kind, but tough and firm when we need to be, when people, you know, are, are crossing the line. But that's really all I have to say uh, today is, you know, I, I, I am a, uh, uh, just, I am, I am obligated and bound by ethical and moral obligation to do what's right in this world. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't occasionally, you know, get off kilter. That doesn't mean that we're so perfect that we don't sometimes lose ourselves when we're frustrated or upset, you know. Because the difference between myself and a more polished podcaster is that I'm simply admitting what they don't want to say. <laughs> Everybody gets upset. Everybody says messed up things, and everybody feels discouraged in this world from time to time. They're just not admitting it on air. Content creators usually come with their A game, and they don't usually show people the little nuances that I tend to show you guys. And the reason why I do that is because I want you guys to understand that uh, being uh, successful in this world isn't about being perfect. It's about good intentions and it's about correcting yourself and learning and growing and always evolving to be a better person tomorrow that we we make mistakes we goof up we say things that we don't always mean and we have to apologize and and admit our faults and grow and learn from our mistakes and that's how we become a better more mature person so going into the future, you guys, yes, I get dispirited occasionally. I get discouraged. You know, growth is hard with the podcast. Uh, but I do it because I genuinely love people and I genuinely want people to feel good about themselves. And so, uh, if you guys hear me getting a little, you know, uh, snarky <laughs> for a lack of better words, it's only out of jest. It's to show you guys that we gotta, when given attitude, we got to give it back. <laughs> you know, that's what I learned from my grandparents, that, that we can be tough, but we can be kind. And we have to know where the line is. And when we goof up and make mistakes, we own up to it. That's what it's all about. So please do look out for uh, 
the new podcast and YouTube show called Chef Bry's Food for Thought. It's going to be a short form show, much in the vein of Bo of the Fifth Column, where it's just about my various musings and rants and dissertations and humor and just little random thoughts that come to my head that I want to talk about in a way where we can just nip certain topics in the bud and talk about them in a very open and honest way. And sometimes just, you know, in a way that's fun and funny. Uh, Sometimes I like to rant and goof, you know, and other times I like to be sincere, you know, but I want you guys to understand that uh, I am an earnest, caring, sensitive soul uh, but uh, you guys, uh, we we are physical beings and we are animals on a planet and we have to learn to protect ourselves and guard ourselves from people who have ill intent. And that's just the way it is. And that's what, why sometimes I, you know, uh, vary in mood from day to day or from episode to episode is because we're just human. So... So yeah, look out for Chef Bry's Food for Thought on the podcast, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google and all the different uh, streaming sites and the music platforms. And then do look out for the new Paranormal Reviews. Uh, the reason why I haven't started those shows yet, you guys, is because I had a, a logistical problem. What happened was, is I ordered a backdrop uh, because we're recording in a certain space and I didn't want uh, people to see certain things. I wanted it to look nice. So I ordered a backdrop with a backdrop stand and I had it all come uh, on a Monday so that the you so that the Amazon driver wouldn't have to come out several times. Well, to make a long story short... Uh, everything came but the backdrop itself. And so I called them and said, hey, you know, I gave you guys a week. Where is it? And they're like, oh, well, we'll give you your money back. I said, oh, okay, fine, you know. And then uh, they, they, uh, they, they gave me the refund. And then the next day, uh, without my permission or without my knowledge, they canceled the order and they redirected it to go back to the original uh, shipper. And I was like, what are you doing? It was, in, it was 20 miles from my house. <laughs> so I had to... Uh, contact Amazon, speak with a supervisor about what happened, and she apologized, and uh, sort. we got it all sorted out. We I reordered the item, and it's on its way, so it should be here uh, in a few days. So uh, do please be on the lookout for Chef Bry's Food for Thought, as well as uh, the new uh, Paranormal Reviews on YouTube. We uh, are not trying to take the world by storm. We're just trying to find our little empath tribe, those introverts and uh, people, you know, that are just trying to keep it real, keep it genuine. We want to we uh, appeal to people who have kind and, sense, uh, kind and decent sensibilities, and we want to be the kind of people where we help one another and uh, forgive one another when we make mistakes. That's what it's all about. So thank you guys so, so very much for your friendship and uh, all of the encouragement over the years. Uh, we are going to continue to strive for uh, best practices and best results in not only our own business, but in the business of taking care of you as well. Because yes, you guys, we got to take care of one another in this world. We really do. We really, really do. So uh, if you got any questions or comments or concerns, please do come on over to my Instagram. I'm at Surviving Empathy Podcast and Chef Bright Comedy. You can go to either one. Uh, my main one is Surviving Empathy Podcast. Uh, you can go over and visit Rebecca at Spooky Nerdy Gal. That's our main social media, but we're also on Twitter too. And we're also on Facebook as well. And I do a lot of personal writing on my Facebook page because it allows me 
the 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 ability to do that. So if you're looking for uh, more in-depth stuff about us, come on over. You can just uh, go over to my link tree. That's Linktree forward slash Chef Bride Comedy, and that's where everything's at. Uh, everything from all the music platforms and social media, as well as YouTube, it's all there. And uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can either message us, message us, or uh, just you know, get email us or whatever, whatever you want to do. But uh, we're always here to make friends and to make the world feel like a better, kinder, more quality place. That's what it's all about, you guys. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm just a, I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy. And I, I do uh, try very hard to be the best person I can be. But at the end of the day, hey, you know, mental health, uh, physical health, we're just we're just people. And at the end of the day, uh, we need uh, to help one another so that we can grow and get better and uh, create a better society and, and hopefully create a society where we can ignore the haters and ignore all the chaos out there and all the hateful garbage out there and create an empath tribe that's for us, about us, and for each other, helping one another out. That's what it's all about. So thank you guys so very much for listening today. We will see you again next week. We'll have one more episode, one episode of Surviving Empathy uh, each week, but occasionally I will come on and we'll do two, just like today. And uh, just have a good day. Friday vibes, you guys. I love you. Thank you guys so very much for your support. It means so much to me. And uh, I'm sorry if you ever got the wrong idea. Uh, you know, I'm a tough nut to crack. <laughs> have a good one, you guys. Bye-bye.